Hi, welcome to Mental Health Nursing Talks. My name is Emily, and I am a fourth-year BSN student in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. I have designed this podcast series to be a resource for nurses, healthcare professionals, and the public to access over the next two months to learn about mental health and mental illness. New podcasts will be posted every Wednesday. And if listening to me isn't quite your style, feel free to visit the Mental Health Nursing Talks blog at mhnursingtalks.blogspot.com. So I think that's enough of an introduction for now. Let's get on with the education. Today I will be discussing the present situation in the mental health arena. And just as a forewarning, this is going to involve some statistics, a little bit of a literature review, and some various points of view on the topics from both patients and nurses. So if that doesn't strike your interest, you should probably turn off now. So let's look at some statistics on mental illness provided by the Canadian Mental Health Association. Mental illness indirectly affects all Canadians at some time through a family member, friend, or colleague. 20% of Canadians will personally experience a mental illness in their lifetime. For those of you who aren't mathematically inclined, that's a one in five chance for everyone, including you. And in 2002, over 1.2 million Canadians were diagnosed with a mood disorder and over 1.1 million were diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. So what causes it? It's a complex interplay of genetic, biological, personality, and environmental factors that cause mental illness. And that's something I won't delve into quite yet. Now, what's the problem? Stigma or discrimination attached to mental illnesses presents a serious barrier, not only to diagnosis and treatment, but also to acceptance in the community. And it is due to things like stigma that almost one half of those who feel they have suffered from such mental illnesses as depression or anxiety have never gone to see a doctor about this problem. And yet, mental illnesses can be treated effectively. And in light of that fact, let's look at the economic costs of mental illnesses. The economic costs of mental illnesses in Canada for the healthcare system were estimated to be at least $7.9 billion. That roughly breaks down to $4.7 billion for care and $3.2 billion in disability and early death. An additional $6.3 billion was spent on uninsured mental health services and time off from work for depression and distress that was not treated by the health care system. And finally, 1.5 million hospital days were spent treating such disorders as anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, and major depression. Essentially, when we look at all of this, we should begin to take more of an interest in mental health and illness as it could easily affect us personally as well as those around us. So, next up on the slate, what does the literature tell us? The literature has identified some major gaps in the delivery of the mental health care out in the Canadian community. As Brinkman, Hughes, and Cleveland pointed out in 2009, these gaps mostly center on a lack of integration, coordination, and continuity of services, as well as limited client and healthcare staff awareness 
available community resources and reduced numbers of mental health professionals available to provide support. To break this down even further, this means we don't have as many mental health related community services as the population requires and we don't have the staff to man them. So, how do mental health patients and nurses feel about healthcare services? According to DART do some NQs in 2007, patients identified some of the following issues with healthcare services, long waiting times, a lack of understanding of mental illness among staff, and a lack of compassion for patients with psychiatric problems. Meanwhile, nurses often felt that they lacked the skills necessary to properly assess and treat mental health patients. This scenario that I've just painted, one where patients feel misunderstood and nurses feel inadequate in their mental health nursing competencies, may work to create a sense of tension between the two groups. So, how do we deal with this? We educate ourselves every Wednesday by listening to another Mental Health Nursing Talks. Next week's topic will be on delirium, dementia, psychosis, schizophrenia, and homicidal behaviors. Thank you for listening. This has been Emily with Mental Health Nursing Talks.